0: First Samuel twenty-six. Judy, how, Judy, where's Judy? How did you come did you know I was preaching on friendship today? Margie did. So Margie, okay. the ah. And then she asked if I knew somebody to play flute. So I have my daughter-in-law and my granddaughter. I'll yes. <laughs> yeah, they did an amazing job. Okay, so that explains. I was like, how did they know the topic I was so first Samuel twenty-six. I've been preaching through 1 Samuel, and um, a sermon I've never preached on, and and I almost can guarantee that none of you have ever heard a sermon on Abishai. So, (laughs) because I could not even find anything about him. But I find him an incredible individual. Um, So, before we jump into 1 Samuel 26... I want to remind you of something, and it's the story of when David fought Goliath. That was back in 1 Samuel 17. I preached on that, you know, I don't know, two, three months ago, and you remember David is about 15 years old when he decides to fight Goliath, this this giant, and he's like about nine foot tall. So here's what I want you to remember. A champion named Goliath, who was from, where's his hometown? Gath. Can you remember Gath? Okay. Hometown is Gath. He came out of the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits and a span. Now, the other thing I want you to remember is that then David says in 1 Samuel 1740, then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, and that's the picture there, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. So David chose how many smooth stones? Five. Can you remember that? And here's the question. Why did he pick five? He only needed one, and he would only have time to shoot one. Why did he pick five stones? Just in case. Okay, that's... Or he collects stones. I don't know. Okay. So keep that in mind. All right, First Samuel 26. We went over this last week, but now we're going to look at it at a different way. And I want to talk about friendship. And I want to talk to you and suggest to you that David's, one of David's best friends was a guy by the name of Abishai. So, oh, wait, I do have one more thing. Who, who's good at looking things up on your phone that can go fast? Anyone here in this service? Surely there's someone. Okay, Holly. I want you to find out what does the name Abishai mean. So type in his name, and tell us what his name actually means. So, okay. No, I'll give you. I'll give you a few seconds. Okay. So chapter twenty six. David has this crazy idea that he's going to sneak in, he's about 25 years old now in chapter 26, he's gonna sneak in through the army of King Saul and while they're sleeping and take Saul's weapon from him. So when he comes up with this idea, he asks two of his friends, are they willing to join him with this crazy, ridiculous scheme so verse 6, David then asked Ahimelech, the Hittite, and Abishai, son of Zeruah, Job's brother, who will go down into the camp with me to Saul? So who will go? Which one of my friends will sneak in with me? And Abishai goes, I'll go with you. I'll go with you, said Abishai. So David and Abishai went to the army by night, and there was Saul lying asleep inside the camp with his spear stuck in the ground near his head. Abner and the soldiers were lying around him. Abishai said to David, Today, God has delivered your enemy into your hands. Now let me pin him to the ground with one thrust of the spear. I won't strike him twice. But David said to Abishai, Don't, don't hurt him. Don't destroy him. Who can lay a hand on the lord's anointed and be guiltless okay so abishai is this close friend of david that what do you see holly means gift of god abishai means it can be gift of god or gift of the father gift of the father or gift from god So, I want to suggest to you that having a friend is a gift from the Father. It's a gift from God to have a friend. I can tell you the Bible says that if you find a good, you know, if you find a spouse, that it's a gift from God. God has shown you favor by bringing a special person into your life. But having a friend, a good friend, is a gift from God. I was looking up what's the number one ideal of a good friend, and I thought this was interesting. Uh, a lot of sites usually say a good friend is someone you can talk to or they're loyal to you or stuff like this, but I love this one. This is the num- they're saying this is the number one ideal of a good friend is that they are good for your health and well-being They give you emotional, physical, and spiritual support. I was like, wow, there's an interesting definition of a good friend. They're good for you. They're good for you. They're good for your spirit. They're good for your soul. They're good for you physically. They support you. They're, you know. So, 1 Samuel 26, 6, we read... I find that good friends will do crazy stuff with you. So I have, um, I, and I'm not going to go into all the stories, but I've had some good friends through the years. And when we were younger, I did some crazy stuff with my friends. And um, as you get older, I don't know, as you get out of your 20s, you begin to leave that behind. Now, any of you do crazy stuff with your friends when you were teenagers? Or Okay, just, just Dale. So I... Dale, you and I would have got along. I won't tell you about the time we snuck into the public swimming pool at night, my friends and I, and then the police came and were chasing us through the woods. I was like, I won't tell you the other parts of that story. I won't tell you about the time I was in Spain and me and my friends snuck into a monastery. My dad's watching this. I've never told him this. But we decided there was a huge old Catholic church and monastery, and there was a window that was open. Me and my friend decided to sneak in. It was the scariest three hours of my life. We could not find out how to get out. And there were these priests wandering around, praying, and we were scared to death that we were going to get caught. And we, it, we finally got out the door, but it was like, why, why did we do this? So David... Good Christian friends will challenge you to take on something amazing for the Lord. As I got into college, and then we got saved. You know, I was saved, and 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 all of us young college students, we would do amazing stuff. We would go. One of the things we did was we wanted to give out a Bible to everyone in the college. I I went to the northern campus of New Jersey State College, Ramapo College, and um, and we gave out two thousand Bibles. You know, we just we we <laughs> we we did it. Neat stuff for the Lord. So friends will challenge you in in Jesus. So 2 Samuel, I want us to look at Abishai. So the next book in the Bible is 2 Samuel. So come to chapter 18. David is, um, this is, he is now about 60 years old. So Abishai has been with him since his 20s. Now, now David is about 65 years old. And Absalom, you remember David's son Absalom rebels against David, his own son, and is trying to take over the kingdom and trying to kill his own dad. Are you guys familiar with that story? So David flees for his life. In chapter 18, verse 1, David mustered the men who were with him. And appointed over them commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds. David sent out his troops, a third under the commander Joab, and a third under Joab's brother Abishai, Abishai, son of Zerurah, and a third under Atai the Gittite. So Abishai was in charge of a third of his army. So he's still with him. Now this is interesting. Come back to chapter 16. I don't know if you remember this story. Do you remember when David was fleeing from his son Absalom? He's fleeing out of Jerusalem. Absalom's moving in to take over. Do you remember there's a guy that starts swearing and cursing at David? His name was Shammai. So chapter 16, verse 5. Like I have a heading, Shammai curses David. So verse 5, as King David approached Baruchim, a man from the same clan as Saul's family came out from there. His name was Shemai, son of Girah, and he cursed as he came out. He pelted David and all the king's officials with stones, though all the troops and the special guard were on David's right and left. As he cursed, Shemai said, "Get out, Get out, you murderer, you scoundrel!" The Lord has repaid you for all the blood you have shed in the household of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. The Lord has given the kingdom into the hands of your son Absalom. You have come to ruin because you are a murderer. This Shammai is horrible. He's mean. It's actually not even true. Verse 9. Then Abishai. This is David's friend. He's right next to him. Then Abishai, son of Zeruah, said to the king, Why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Let me go over and cut off his head, okay? But the kings, it reminds me of when they sneak in on Saul, Abishai goes, let me, let me do Saul in right here. One, I only need to do the spear one time. I don't need two shots. And David's like, no, 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 no don't. Tell. Now Abishai is, let me cut the guy's head off, okay? So David goes, verse 10. But the king said, what does this have to do with you, you sons of Zeruah? He is cursing, maybe he's cursing me because the Lord said to him, curse David. Who can ask why do you do this? David then said to Abishai and all his officials, my son, my own flesh and blood is trying to kill me. How much more than this Benjamite? Leave him alone. Let him curse for the Lord may have told him to do it, okay? So, but Abishai's right there. He's his friend. They've been together 40 years. Now, they go to battle with Absalom. David and his army win. A couple years. Now David is coming back to Jerusalem. And guess who meets David when he's coming back? Shammai. So come over to chapter 19. David's now coming back. A few years has gone by. David has won. So he's coming back to be king. Again, back in Jerusalem. So verse 18 of chapter 19, they cross at the ford to take the king's household over and to do whatever he wished. When Shammai, son of Gerah, crossed the Jordan, he fell prostrate before the king. So now he's singing a different tune, right? The guy you were cursing and throwing stones at is victorious and coming back. So now he's like, oh, ho. You know, he falls before King David, verse 19, and he said to him, May my Lord not hold me guilty. Do not remember how your servant did wrong on the day my Lord the king left Jerusalem. May the king put it out of his mind. For I, your servant, know that I have sinned. But today I have come here as the first man from the tribes of Joseph to come down and meet my Lord the king. David's best friend is right next to him. Then Abishai, son of Zeruah, said, shouldn't Shammai be put to death for this? He cursed the Lord's anointed. David replied, what does this have to do with you, sons of Zeruah? What right do you have to interfere? Should anyone be put to death in Israel today? Don't I know that today I am king over Israel? So the king said to Shammai, okay, I, I won't kill you. So once again, his good friend says, this is a couple of years later, David's probably sixty-seven, and 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 David dies at seventy, by the way. And and Abishai says, "This guy's such a hypocrite. This guy is so bad. Let me let me do him in for you." And David, says, this is a damn celebration. Abishai, don't. Now, so this is twice that David's friend says, "David, listen. A good friend stands by your side. A good friend defends you against your enemies." So don't get upset. You know, if, if I'm a friend and, and I see one of my friends being bullied, I'm going to be like, hey, I'm stepping in. I'm going to tell that person that's bullying you where they belong. I'm, a good friend protects, okay? So don't go, well, what's, you know, what's this Abishai doing? And by the way, I'm not convinced that David actually didn't take the advice of his good friend who told him twice, let me do him in. And you know why that I think that Abishai was a good... What does Abishai mean? Gift of God. Because let me tell you the rest of the story. When David's 70 years old, he's dying. He's on his deathbed. And and he has his final wishes to tell Solomon, his son. And here's, here's one. He has three wishes. And here's one of David's wishes. When the time drew near for David to die, he gave a charge to Solomon, his son. And remember, you have with you Shammai, son of Girah, the Benjamin from Barum, who called down bitter curses on me that day. I went to Mahanam. When he came down to meet me at the Jordan, I swore to him by the Lord, I will not put you to death by the sword. But now do not consider him innocent. You're a man of wisdom. You'll know what to do with him. Bring his gray head down to the grave. So it's funny. I mean, David's like, you know, he tells his friend, today's not the day. Later on, two years later, his friend says, David, today's not the day. But don't underestimate that David, thank you for that advice. And David said, Pastor Solomon, take care of that guy. which Solomon has a crafty way of taking care of that. Which Shemai brings it upon himself. But i let you read the rest of the story. 2 Samuel chapter 20. Good friends help you out in a time in a time of pinch, in a time of trouble. Chapter 20, verse one. Now a troublemaker named Sheba, son of Bekri, a Benjamite happened to be there. He sounded the trumpet and shouted, we have no share in David, no part in Jesse's son. Every man to his tent Israel. So all the men of Israel deserted David to follow Sheba, son of Bekri. So David's in trouble, there's a bad guy. So verse six, who does David call? David said to Abishai, now Sheba son of Bikrech will do more harm than Absalom did. Take your master's men and pursue him. And Abishai, good friend, David calls on him and Abishai goes and he takes care of this guy that is starting rebellion in all of Israel. Come with me to 2 Samuel 23. This is David, this is his last words. He's reminiscing. About, you know, since he's been 15 and started with Goliath, he's 70 years old. He's reminiscing. And um, in starting in verse 8, David goes over three mighty men that served him. But then when you come down to verse 18, we read that Abishai, the brother of Joab, son of Zorah, was chief of the three. He raised his spear against, this guy fought, how many men? 300 men whom he killed with his spear. No wonder why he's with David, with Saul, and says, it's only going to take me one shot. I don't need to do it twice. This guy is, you know, he is an amazing guy. And he, he became as famous as the three. Verse 19, was he not held in greater honor than the three? He became their commander, even though he was not included among them. This guy is the top notch. He's the commander. He's David's good friend. All right. Come back to 2 Samuel 21. I need to share a story with you. And it's a story of four giants. In the Bible, there was not just one giant, Goliath, there actually were five giants. Goliath was one of them. There are four other giants. They are talked about now in chapter 21 of 2 Samuel. These four giants are all gonna be killed. This is the last time giants are mentioned in the scripture. So let's, verse 15, I'm gonna start. Once again, there was a battle between the Philistines and Israel. David went down with his men to fight against the Philistines and he became exhausted. And Ishbi Banab, one of the descendants, now I don't like the NIV here, so you'll have to help me out. What do you have in verse 16? Ishbi Banab, one of the descendants of, in my version it has Rapha. What, What else do you guys have for your versions? Giant, Rafa means giant. Now, and, and, I, and I wish the NIV hadn't changed it to Rafa, but let me give you technically, this is technical. So in the Hebrew, it's Rafa. You can translate it giant. Okay, so he's one of the giants. It could, it could mean Goliath, actually. It could be another name for Goliath that referring to the giant is referring to Goliath, the four, the relative of the other four giants. Or it could actually be the family name of the original father-grandfather of these incredible giants. Now, these giants were all in height roughly from nine feet to 13 feet in height. And they they all work for the philistines and they're all from the same town of gath so let's let's read on here verse 16 and ishbanab one of the descendants of the giant a descendant so a lot of a lot of experts believe this is this is goliath's son this is his descendant his son we don't know how old goliath was when he fought david Goliath might have been 30, 40, and his son was there. He'd be 20 or, you know, 15. And he had a bronze spearhead weighing 300 shekels who was armed with a new sword, and he said, I am going to kill David. Why was he going to kill David? Well, first of all, there's there's an emphasis that he has a new sword what happened to his dad's sword what happened to Goliath's swords getting a sword was very difficult and hard what happened to his dad's sword David David has it so so it's emphasized his son had to get a new sword he didn't get it from his dad it wasn't passed down and this son is I'm gonna kill David now you understand why he wants to kill him Because David killed my dad, and I'm out after him. That's giant one. Now, let's come to giant two, verse 18. In the course of time, there was another battle with the Philistines at Gob. At that time, Shebekai, the Hushiathite, killed Soth, one of the descendants of Rapha or Goliath, again. It could be a second son. Verse 20, here's the third giant. Oh, wait. No, third giant's verse 19. In another battle with the Philistines at Gob, Elkanon, son of Jair, the Bethlehemite, killed the brother of Goliath, the Gittite, who had a spear with a shaft like a weaver's rod. So this is the brother of Goliath. And then the fourth giant, verse 20, in still another battle, which took place at Gath, that's their hometown, there was a huge man, with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, 24 in all. And he also was a descendant or a son of the giant of Goliath. When he taunted Israel, Jonathan, son of Shammai, David's brother, killed him. These four were descendants they are related to Rapha or the giant or Goliath in Gath they fell at the hands of David and his men." So there's the four giants. So we believe those four giants were present on the day that David was fighting Goliath. Goliath was the dad. He has his brother there. He's got his kids there. And Goliath says, I'm gonna go take this David. David's 15 years old. But he sees the enemy, he sees the Philistines, He sees there's five giants. There's not one giant. There's five of them. He picks up five stones. You never know what's going to happen. He only needs one stone. When Goliath goes down, all the Israelites get, you know, excited, and they head out, and the Philistines all go running, and the giants go back to their town. But do not think that the giants have forgotten who killed Dad who killed brother. And so, at the age of about 65, the son of Goliath, with his new sword, is, I'm going to kill this guy. I'm going to kill this David. And we're told, if you look at that in verse 15, David's exhausted. You know, he just doesn't... It's harder for him to do that warfare when you're 65 years, he wasn't as, obviously he didn't take care of himself like I do. So he got a little bit tired, you know. And there's one mean son. There is one mean son that's gonna take revenge. Verse 16, Ishbanab, one of the descendants of the giant of Goliath, whose bronze spearhead weighed 300 shekels, who was armed with a new sword, said, I'm gonna kill that guy. And look who comes to the rescue. Who comes to the rescue? Abishai. You probably never heard a sermon on Abishai. And now you see how often David's friend is mentioned in the scripture. Abishai, son of Zeruah, came to David's rescue. He struck the Philistine down and killed him. And then just so you know, David's men swore to him saying, never again will you go out with us to battle so that the lamp of Israel will not be extinguished. Well, as we know, it's only actually a few short years. David's 67, 60, whatever. By the next chapter, he's dying. And he goes to heaven. So his, his men and Abishai, David, you can't fight anymore. Your fighting days are over. That giant was going to kill you. And, and, and now your days are over and David soon goes to be with the Lord. That's a good friend. It's a friend. A friend's a gift from the father, a gift of God. But I'm not done yet now. I need you to come with me to Acts chapter 2 because I need to tell you about another Abishai, another gift of God, a gift from the Father. So come with me to Acts chapter two. It's the day of Pentecost and Peter is preaching. Verse 29. God has raised this Jesus to life and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. Do you understand that the Holy Spirit is a gift to believers from the father. The Holy Spirit is our Abishai. It's a gift from the father to each of us as believers. Verse 36, therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the what? The gift. the gift. What does Abishai mean? The gift of God. The gift of the Father, actually. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promises for you and your children, and your children's children, and everyone for all, for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. So let me tell you, Jesus tells his disciples, you know, I wish I could hang out here with you. But I can only, because I've taken a physical body, I can only, like, I I know Jesus is everywhere. I know he's the son of God. But Jesus says, I'm going to go to the Father. And when I go to the Father, I am going to send every believer on the earth, a gift. I'm going to send you the best gift that there is. I'm going to send you a friend, a friend of God, the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to leave you orphans. I'm not going to leave you abandoned. I'm going to go to the Father, and together, we're going to send to every one of you, everyone that calls on the name of the Lord, a friend that not only will be with you, but will be in you. This is a gift from God. Every Christian, what an honor and a privilege to have an Abishai, none other than the Holy Spirit that is with you. Listen, John 14, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. That word helper, that's the same word that's used about Adam. Adam was alone. And God said, you know what? It's not good that a person is alone. I'm going to make a woman to be a helper for the man. That's what the Holy Spirit is for every one of us. Whether you're married or whether you're single... You have a helper. You have someone. That's what Abishai was for David. Anytime he needed help, he called on Abishai. Abishai was right there. Abishai's giving him advice. Abishai lived next to David from at least in his early 20s all the way until David went home. 50 years. That's That's the Holy Spirit. He's a helper. When you need help, when you need comfort, when you need discernment, when you need counsel, you have a good friend helping you. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Do, not, do I not remind you of Abish? David is fighting Goliath's son. This guy is motivated. You killed my dad. I'm going to... Uh, David's weak. He, he doesn't have the strength. He's going to go down. Abishai jumps in and takes care of him. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like having the Holy Spirit. Because as you walk through life, you're going to hit times where it seems like the enemy, good old Satan, that's who Goliath represents. That's the ultimate spiritual giant. When Satan is working you over and he's punching and he's, he's knocking you down, Abishai, the Holy Spirit jumps in and helps you in, in your weaknesses, Oh, there's so many verses on this. When we're weak, the Holy Spirit comes in and moves and helps and gives us strength and 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 does miracles and steps in. Spirit gives us gifts. I thought this is interesting here. Interesting verse about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead. The whole Trinity is involved. If the same Holy Spirit lives in you, he will give life to your bodies in the same way. So it's the Holy Spirit that resurrects us from the dead. But let me tell you something that I thought was very interesting. Abishai rescues David. David's up there in age 67 to 70. Like I told you, this is when Abishai steps in, Because David was going to get killed. That's when they made a decision. David, your fighting days are over. And David soon afterwards goes home. Listen. We all have the same Holy Spirit. And at some point for each one of us, until the coming of Jesus... Someday the Holy Spirit will come to each one of us and say, your fighting days are over. I'm taking you home. We got three enemies, you know. It's the world, it's the flesh, it's Satan. And at some point, God in his infinite wisdom knows when we're all being beat up and, 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 it, and it's getting too much. We're exhausted. We're older. And, and the Holy Spirit steps in and says, guess what, Joe, or any of you, don't read into this, by the way, okay. but your fighting days are over. I'm taking you home. Here's the challenge, and, and I want to pray. Before the choir comes here. Second Timothy one six to seven. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame. What does Abishai mean? Gift of, gift of God. What do you think? Who Who's Paul talking about here when he says fan into flame the gift of God? The Holy Spirit. Fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit of God, I love this, does not make us timid, but gives us power, gives us love, to love your spouse, to love your children, to love lost people, even to love your enemies. The Holy Spirit gives you love. And then I know it says in the NIV, self-discipline. I like the King James better. It's the Holy Spirit that gives you a sound mind, a sound mind. So let's bow our heads. And I I want you to raise your hand because I want to pray, all of you, your best friend. The gift of God is the Holy Spirit. He is with you, He's helping, He's your helper, He's helping you in your weaknesses. He is going to be with you when you go to glory. He eventually is going to resurrect your physical body, just like he resurrected Jesus' body. He's a friend that's in you. But sometimes we neglect our friend. We, we ignore him. We, but Paul says we need to fan into flame. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, if, if you sense, you know, I need a, a closer walk with the Spirit of God in my life. I, I want you to raise your hand, and then I'm going to pray for those of you. Okay, lots of hands. Father, I pray for every brother and sister that has their hand up. May they realize that because of what Jesus did on the cross, and, that, and because he's gone to the Father, as even the, uh, the old creed says, the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. Lord, thank you for the most amazing gift that you, next to salvation, the most amazing gift is the friend of the Holy Spirit. Fan into flame that friendship, Lord. Give us a a true appreciation for the Spirit of God that dwells in each of us. Thank you, Lord, ever so much for the spirit that is always with us. Just the same as Jesus, the spirit that never leaves us or forsakes us, that counsels us, that helps us, that teaches us how to pray, that prays on our behalf with words that we can't even utter, with moans and grunts. Lord, thank you ever so much for the spirit of the Lord so May you fan into flame our love and relationship with the spirit you have given us. In your name we pray, amen.